Let me ask you a question. Man, what's what's 9 plus 10? It's 21. It's episode 21 of the Chris Patron Weekly Podcast, the podcast that is actually weekly now. Every Monday by 5 p.m. Eastern, we drop the episode. My name is Chris Patron. You might not know me at all, but if you know me, you probably know me from TikTok. Not TikTok. Don't don't mishear what I'm saying. It's TikTok. TikTok. That's a different website altogether. But you guys know what I'm talking about. Anyway, <clears throat> episode 21 of the Chris Bertone Weekly Podcast. This is a new microphone that we're testing out here today. It is a Samsung Q2U USB microphone. It's uh, it's going to be my travel mic. It's going to be the microphone that I use when I'm not at home. And I might start using it a lot. I actually really like it because it looks like a stage mic that a singer might use. You know, just a regular old microphone, like mic check, mic check, you know what I'm saying? As opposed to something more like a studio mic, um, which is kind of more like the Blue Yeti, which is what I have at home. You know, this is this is more so just a good old microphone, a nice phallic object in your hand. So this is what we're going to be using when I'm on the road, you know, traveling to different places and, um, you know, when I still want to be able to podcast do Patreon streams, or, or even make TikToks with good audio quality. So, I'm excited about it. It's nice, it's affordable. If anybody's interested in that sort of thing, uh, check it out. The Samsung Q2U, it's about $70, and it works pretty nicely. It gets the job done for for what it's worth, so I recommend. Uh, feeling good, man. It's the, I guess, the second week of January, third week of January. I don't even know at this point. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, it's like, I guess, the third week of January. I, whatever. It's a good time, man. It's a good time. I got a couple doctor's appointments this week gonna go to a nose doctor and be like yo can you guys like shave down my septum like what's up i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to them about that man i snore i snore and if you're listening to this and you've slept in the same room as me which is probably nobody listening to this but if you are listening you probably know that i snore you probably know that i snore and it's not you know it's not ideal we're gonna get that taken care of and i was thinking man if, if i'm not able to breathe right through my nose maybe i'm like getting maybe that's hurting the quality of my sleep right and that's no good so we're taking this from the ground up baby i'm gonna see the nose doctor this week so that's gonna be cool um also a dermatologist man just gonna check me out bro just gonna you know look at my skin and be like hey just gonna look around see if you have any weird growths going on (laughs) which i don't think i do but you never hey listen man i'm gonna leave that to the trained eyes of of a professional (laughs) so uh that'll be uh that'll be something too so that's gonna be this week Oh, God, man. Life is good. Life is so very good. Um, Man, I'm in New York. I'll be here probably for another couple weeks. mm, I have another doctor's appointment next week, and then after that I'll probably be taking off. I'm going to be maybe linking up with friends who are coming up from Florida. I'm still a little iffy on that. If you guys are listening, sorry, I don't know. Uh, We'll see. But in any case, I'm happy to be wrapping up my New York adventure here that began with the holiday season. And heading back down south to North Carolina and eventually, hopefully, Florida. Now, I I was talking to someone yesterday. We were having a conversation on the phone. And the conversation really made me realize that in terms of your quality of life. So, so let, me, let me put it to you this way. I, I've been apartment hunting or not hunting, but doing research on apartments, you know, Looking in Florida, looking at different cities and looking at the cost of living and the apartment costs and all this stuff and reading the reviews. And the thing is, man, in my personal opinion, and I, I this is how I approach my most recent apartment and it's how I'm going to approach the next one. You know, trying to go and, and find yourself a deal 
you know, a, a real bargain on an apartment. It, it's one of those things that's like buy it, buy it high or buy it twice. What is it? What is it called? Buy it right or buy it twice? Buy it. I don't know. In any case, the, that 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 saying or that I'm butchering the is uh, is meant to say that if you don't spend the money on something to get quality, you're gonna wind up getting a crappier budget version. It's gonna break, or you're gonna you're not gonna like it, and then you're gonna wind up getting the better one anyway. So I take that approach when I'm looking for apartments and spending. So say the difference between paying eight hundred dollars a month and like say ten fifty a month, like one thousand fifty a month, is two hundred fifty dollars, right, a month. But you might be getting a place that's cleaner in terms of bugs. The maintenance crew might be much quicker to respond. It might be safer. You know, um, in general, like all those maintenance things, you might have laundry, you know, your washer and dryer in unit as opposed to going to a laundry facility like that is shared by the whole apartment apartment complex. You might have a nice gym that's shared by people in the apartment complex. You might have a nice pool. So spending a little bit of that extra money, I mean, dude, when you think about it in terms that like there's a few things in life that you really shouldn't be cheaping out on. And I'm not saying everyone needs to go get a luxury apartment, but really... I mean, my, my take is, look, if you're looking at just an extra couple hundred dollars a month for some like a huge improvement in the quality of your life that you're going to feel every single day when you sleep, you're going to feel safer. You know, when you're awake, if something breaks, the maintenance crew comes the next day as opposed to ignoring you and taking a week, two weeks to fix your freaking AC or whatever it is, you know, elevating to that next tier of of quality in living, I think is worth it, you know. And so that's what I think I'm going to be doing. Um, I'm not I'm not going to be living in any luxury type of place at all. That's not what I'm saying. Um, and I and I don't want to be risky with money. I want to make sure I'm being smart with money. But this conversation I had with this person just made me realize, man, like, you know, let's say you move somewhere. And you move to that city because you want to be living in that city you want to take part in the activities going on you want to maybe you go to want to take dance classes you want to go to the restaurants and bars and that are really popular and delicious and and whatnot you want to be near the ocean all this stuff so you decide to move like a 25 minute drive from that city it's like okay maybe you'll save a little bit of money but you're you're spending all this time and money living in this place to not really in fully enjoy the reasons why you wanted to go there. Like, if you know, if you have to, like, take a drive, and 25 minutes isn't that long, maybe I'm exaggerating, but I don't know, man. There's something to be said about just being in the thick of it, you know? And I think I'm speculating that it's worth the extra couple hundred dollars a month to be in the thick of it, as opposed to on the outskirts, and then having the ability to go into the city or go into the town when you feel like it and taking the drive, it's like, well, I don't know, man. I believe in energy, bro. Environment, atmosphere. You know, I'm sounding like a hippie right now. That's not what I mean. But, you know, being in it is just different. It's just different, man. You know, like if I lived in an apartment right on Franklin Street in Chapel Hill, as opposed to a six minute drive away, I think that would make a difference to me. You know, I think having a window or, or even a balcony right like overlooking the main strip of Chapel Hill in North Carolina, that'd be sick, man. 
and just knowing I could go right downstairs, boom, pizza, boom, barbershop, boom, um, you know, go to a bar or, or Target or the bank or whatever, and I'm just like right in the thick of it, boom, 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 like that's so freaking cool, man. I don't know. Maybe I'm over-exaggerating. Maybe it doesn't make that much of, you know, that it's not that big of a deal. I'm not really sure. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. And also, I mean, I do have a car. So say it was really important to me to be on the beach a lot. I could always just drive and then park and then spend some time by the beach. What do you guys think? This is something I haven't really figured out yet. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Hit the DMs. Let me know. Hit the comments. I actually don't know if you can leave comments um, on my podcast. I don't know how that works. But whatever. Anyway, man, that's what's been on my mind lately. Um... And it's exciting. It's exciting to think about having a clean living space. Here, here's the thing, man. When I think about an apartment and moving into an apartment, um, the interior design is important to me. The feng shui, so to speak. I don't really know anything about feng shui. But, you know, the environment that you put yourself in, for me, it dictates a lot. It dictates my mood. It dictates my creativity. It, it dictates, well, a lot emotionally, you know, or mentally. Having a clean space is important to me. You know? Crisp edges on things. I don't like those grandiose, like, the homes with, like, all these, like, carpets and designs and frills and laces. Like, all these different things on there, like, carpets and the chairs are robust and, and, and I don't like that. I like very simple, clean-cut design because it quiets the noises in my head. <laughs> Does that make sense? Open space. Um, straight lines, you know, clean cuts, simplicity, while not being bland. And my apartment right now is a little bit bland. But I, I almost, it's so strange to say this because it's, it's been like 10 months, but I almost approached my apartment with a temporary mindset like I wasn't going to stay there. Um, I guess I always knew I was going to leave and go to a different state. Um, so for this next place, I'm going to take, I'm going to put time and energy towards well either i might look I, I might even find a place that's furnished but if not um because many places are not furnished i'm going to be putting time and energy towards designing it in such a way that makes me feel clean and like like i could breathe you know and calm and peaceful and, and while not being boring you know maybe i'll get some cool art maybe i'll make some art i don't know I feel like making art is the kind of thing that I'm, I'm going to say I'll do and then I never do it. Kind of like how I said I was going to hang some of my photography in my bedroom in Chapel Hill and then I never did. So, we'll see. If you can hear that, my sister's starting the car next to me. She's heading out. But Anyway, man, I'm recording this in the car. You know, so I can be alone and uh, speak my mind and say penis without having everybody in the house looking at me. That has been a little bit weird, you know, streaming and wanting to say things, but A, being worried about getting banned from TikTok, and B, knowing that, like, everyone in the house can hear everything I'm saying. It's a little strange, you know, like, imagine being, I don't know, on a live stream talking about labia, you know, when your your parents are listening, well, my, my dad doesn't live here, but you know what I mean? It's a little, eh, I don't know. Fun fact that no one asked for, um, and if you know, if you wanted something 
to add to the list of things to be self-conscious about, you know, different, different guys prefer different types of labia, man. That's definitely a thing. I had a conversation with someone recently about this and that's definitely a thing. Um, I don't know how that all works though. Like, I don't know like who, like, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, cheers to that. You didn't ask, but I told you. You didn't ask, but I told you. Last time we were talking about labia on this podcast, we were talking about lips on your face. We were talking about that kiss kiss. And just in case I was unclear, that is not the type of labia that I was talking about in this situation. But enough about that. That's uh, Let's move on. Onward. You know what I do? Oh, speaking of onward. So I do this a lot, and I don't necessarily feel good about it, but it's the truth. No, fuck it. I feel fine about it. I don't feel bad at all. I will see a TikTok. So as I scroll through my FYP, and I realize this, and I'm trying to be self-reflective about it, I scroll through my FYP, and I see a bunch of hot girls. Like, that occupies much of my FYP. Not all of it, but much of it. And they're, like, dancing, whatever. And it does two things. I'm like, one, fuck, I'm single, I'm alone. Ah, And and then I cry, which, boo-hoo, whatever, I'll be fine. B, Maybe I'll take action. Maybe I'm like, maybe I'll like go to her, go to her profile. Oh, her Instagram's link. I click on her Instagram. Oh, I see in her bio, it's like some guy's name with a heart or like initials with a heart or, or better yet, I see her and a guy in one of the recent pictures. And when I get to that point, I have to go back to TikTok, unlike the video, unfollow her and keep scrolling. It's a sickness, man. I'm almost treating it like a dating app. But here's the problem, man. Scrolling, so 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 th- this goes back to the push and pull mentality that I was talking about months ago. Months ago. How, like, as a general observation, speaking in broad terms here, women have a pull dynamic in that people are approaching them and messaging them and seeking out them in a dating sense. Whereas, again, in a general sense, men are doing the push. They have to kind of like apply force, uh, um, that that's not the right word, apply energy to the situation and try to message girls and try to like, you know what I mean? Um, you, you know, you hit up any good-looking girl um, on Instagram and you look at her DMs and they're, they're flooded. I would imagine lots of women have flooded DMs. Uh, for guys, you know, I think there's a, there's a significantly lower chance that if you were to pull a random male out of a, out of a sample size, out of a sample rather, there's a much lower chance that he has flooded Instagram DMs than if you were to pull a random female out of a sample. I think that's true. I think that to be true. Um, broad strokes, you know, and, and generally speaking, of course. Where was I going with this? Oh, so when you relate that to scrolling through your FYP, you know, if I'm scrolling through my FYP and I see girls on there and I'm like, wow, she's cute, wow, she's cute, and I message them, it's like, wait a second, they're, this is the epitome of pull uh, for them. Like, they're putting out content and people are seeing them and messaging them. So I'm just one of those people messaging them, you know? So rather than scrolling through my FYP looking at girls, why don't I make content that maybe girls will see and then they'll message me? And it's like you reverse engineer the entire situation. And that's one of the 
I guess, perks slash side effects of being a presence. Sorry, that was a burp. A presence of like, like in an entertainment standpoint, and this goes way beyond TikTok, and and it's extended probably very far back into humanity. You know, um, think about like. I don't know. Think about like rock stars. Now, this is a much different scale. I'm, dude, I'm no fucking rock star. And like many of us on TikTok are no fucking rock stars. But kind of using that same principle of push versus pull, you take a guy, average looking dude, take an ugly dude, take Mick Jagger or Ed Sheeran. I don't know. A guy who's maybe not conventionally attractive to most people. Um, although I like Ed Sheeran. He'd be cool. Whatever. whatever. Anyway. Then. You know, you work hard at something, you're good at something, you just inject that man with a lot of talent, get eyeballs on him, suddenly, he's an object of desire for many people. And you reverse that dynamic of the push-pull. It's very interesting. Very interesting. Now that same person could have tried to, I don't know, do something else, maybe something a little more commonplace, and then tried to go out and like date girls and stuff and would have had much less success. It's interesting how this all works. I should really read a book on this or something. I want to study up on it. You know, most people break up in like the like second week of December or like around Valentine's Day. It's interesting. I don't know why that is. They say that if you're dating someone for beyond, like, eight months to a year, that's when you really start to date them. You really start to, like, get to know them because you, I guess you're falling out of the honeymoon phase in a way. Where, like, the real friction begins to start to build. Like, like the real points of friction will expose themselves and then you'll really see how you react to them. I shared something on my Instagram story recently. It said, love is blind. And it said that. I think chemically in our brain or whatever, psychologically. I don't, I don't know the, per, the actual wording there, but the, the, the point of the post was that there's a period of time where you, when your brain is telling you you're in love, that you're not going to be as critical. You're not going to be able to think as critically about your partner and your compatibility with your partner. I've experienced that. I'm sure many of you have experienced that as well. And it's something to bear in mind. Now, I think many people, and here's the thing about existence that we've talked about before. And I've been guilty of not adhering to this in many ways, more than just dating. But I think many people approach things like dating um, and they go down this rabbit hole of thought. And they think to themselves, like, am I feeling a series of chemical reactions? Am I, it, like, blinded by love? You know, should I be more critical? And rather than really diving in and taking that for a spin and sitting down and chewing on that, they realize it's going to be a lot of work to do so. So they just go, ah, whatever. I'm human. I'm just going to live. You only live once. Blah. And they start justifying it, like, with phrases or lines of thinking, like, well, when you know, you know. Or... You know, when you meet the one, then you'll know. Or, uh, I don't know. They, they simplify it. Because I think love is a complicated thing. I think psychology is a complicated thing. And I think we can make our best efforts to understand it and understand what's happening. And that doesn't detract from the feelings of love. I don't think that overanalyzing why you're feeling certain things in love, you know, wow, I feel really 
I feel really, really happy right now. And I don't feel critical of this. And, you know, maybe this is a temporary thing, maybe and, and trying to figure out what your brain is doing and, and why it's doing it. I don't think that that detracts from love. And I think I mean, I'm talking about more than love here. I think growing up, too, I would do that a lot with things. And there were times where I was met with a counter-argument of, I just stop analyzing everything so much. Or, like, why are you asking all these, like, why are you asking so many questions? Or, like, just go with it. Like, just relax a little. Just enjoy. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. But I just, maybe I'm neurotic. I don't know. Maybe I'm anxious. But I just, I've always felt this compulsion, not compulsion, I don't know, a powerful desire to fully understand something before doing it. And I don't think that's always a good thing or always a bad thing. Maybe somewhere in the middle. But, for example... If I was to go skydiving, I would do so much fucking research. You know, I think there are lots of people who are capable of saying, I think I'm going to go skydiving. And they just, they just go. And they're like, oh, aren't you worried? And they're like, no, 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 they do this a lot. I'll just go. They'll, they'll, they'll give us a little instructional class before we get up in the plane and then we go. It's fine. Like, I'll, I'll be fine. Dude, I couldn't do that, man. If I made a decision like, hey, I'm going to go skydiving, which I think I would like to do one day. I would go and Google and be like, okay, what to know before skydiving? There's two kinds of people in this world, right? There's the people who can just do, and there's the people who would need to, like, study it, learn it, and then go so they feel confident that, so they prepared. And I think maybe overthinking and overstudying, overanalyzing can be a detrimental thing sometimes, you know? You don't need to apply that to every single thing you do in your life. Because then you'll bog yourself down in the details, and you might not be able to enjoy what's in front of you. I think that's one of the things that improved for me in my life when I started drinking. I think I enjoy being social. Excuse me. You know, and drinking alcohol, I think, allowed me to be more outgoing and to enjoy myself more. I'm going to cough again. Ready? Excuse me. I kind of took down that wall for me. That's one of the things that maybe maybe improved during that time. But I don't think I needed alcohol. I think I just needed a little bit of a kick in the ass to do it. And at this point, I don't need alcohol in my life. I don't know, man. It's a balance to be struck. It's not that complicated. All of this, you know. Certain things you need to analyze and prepare for. Certain things you can kind of just do. When I learned beach volleyball, I got out there without having much prep and I started playing and I wasn't that great but I had a couple things that I was like okay wait I can get the hang of this if I I, like I know if I just keep trying I can get decent at this like you know and I had that little glimmer of like I could see where I could go like you know maybe I sucked at one aspect of the of the game but I did another thing right and that excited me I was like wait a second the first time man I suck at this but that one thing, like, remember that one play? I think I did that really nicely. Imagine if I actually, like, practiced and learned the proper way. Like, I bet you I can be pretty decent at this. That excited me. I went home and I started, like, looking at all these videos, these tutorials, like, all these things. I wanted to get good at beach volleyball. 
One thing about me that I think the people closest to me would say is true about me is that when I make a decision in my head that I'm going to dive into something and get good at something, I fucking go all in. And I get really obsessive about something for a period of months. And I just fucking sink my fucking teeth in and, and, and chew, man. And because of that, I'm the type of person who will have many different phases and many different hobbies, many different interests. So I'll, you know, um, a few years ago, maybe it was 2017, I made a Call of Duty amateur league where I was a shoutcaster along with my brother. Shoutcasting being like, okay, we, uh, like the announcer of the games. So we had, we made a league. I went to Twitter and I found a bunch of like amateur COD teams, who kids who wanted to go pro. They were like 15 years old, 17 years old, whatever. Guys who wanted to go pro in Call of Duty, who had their teams, they were already competing in online tournaments. And I went to them on Twitter and I said, hey, I'm making a league. I'm a streamer on Twitch. I'm going to make a league. We're going to stream the games live. We're going to keep all of your stats. We're going to treat you like a fucking pro and an all-star. You just have to join the league. You know? And we did that. And we fucking went all out. We had a website. We had the fucking streams twice a week. We, we shoutcasted the games. Like, I was literally announcing. You can go look it up. It's called Breakout League. You'll see me and Ryan. Um, in the videos on YouTube, Breakout League, and then maybe type in Call of Duty. I don't know. You'll find it, but we, we recorded vlogs. We recorded a bunch of stuff, and we really went hard and went serious with it, you know? Um, but that's how I approach things, and that's how I like to do things, and I get just obsessive, and I follow my obsessive, just spontaneous brain, and it's led me in the right direction so far in my life, and I don't want to betray that, by trying to go against who I am truly and go against my instincts. You know, I could have gone to school, learned how to be, you know, an accountant or a, or a, I don't know, you take your pick of more of a traditional job. And I could have done that, but I would have been fighting my own self the entire way through. I would have been fighting my instincts the entire way through. And I was for a period of time when I was at school. I can't, I guess when I was younger, I was pretty good at school. I was a very studious kid and I was just, it came, good grades came easily to me when I was younger, like middle school, high school. Um, and I think maybe because of that, I thought, okay, maybe I'm an academic. Maybe I'm going to go into like a, maybe I'll be a bio major. Maybe I'll be, become a dentist because I can do this whole school thing. I'm good at, I'm very good at school. And I got to college and I was like, this sucks. I hate this. <laughs> you know, and, and so maybe that kind of led me a little bit astray on, on the path that would have otherwise said be a creative and embrace that. And then I found business and I liked business. And I, I think it's, I guess all of these experiences just led me to be maybe well-rounded. You know, I learned a little bit about science, learned a, bit, a little bit about business, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm happy with who I am. I don't know. I'm just kind of reflecting right now. I saw a meme, someone shared a meme in the, in the Discord that said, like, uh, therapy is, uh, or why go to therapy, like, a th what does it say, like, 30-year-old straight guys don't go to therapy, they just start a podcast or something like that, I thought that was really funny, because this podcast is very ther therapeutic to me, I feel like I can get my thoughts out on the microphone, and, and sometimes you guys message me about it and say, hey, you said this on the podcast, here's what I thought of that, um, you know, 
And luckily, I haven't had anybody come to me and say, hey, you said this on the podcast. That was dumb and wrong. You're stupid. Like, no one's really said that yet, which is nice. But I'm sure one of these days I'll say something dumb or borderline cancel-worthy. Probably not cancel-worthy, honestly. I joke about that, but I don't think I'll actually say anything cancel-worthy. I don't really, uh, I don't know. And luckily, you guys are fun, too. Like, 99.9% of the time, if I say anything that's like a little risque. You guys know it's a joke. You're like, ah, and then you throw it back at me, and that's kind of nice. I like that. You know, I like that a lot. <clears throat> so that's cool. Oh, whatever, man. Whatever. The internet's crazy. Social media is communication, and it's easy to miscommunicate sometimes, I think, too. I've been doing a lot of Insta stories lately, asking you guys for your opinions or thoughts on sex and dating and that sort of thing. Someone said for bedroom hack, somebody said candles in the bedroom. I think that's an amazing, amazing idea. I literally lit one candle, had no other light sources in the bedroom, and it was like perfect. It was super sexy. It was really, really nice. So thank you for saying that. Candles candles are a win for sure. Candles are uh, A++, 10 out of 10, wood bang. Yeah. Definitely do the candle thing. I think that's a good idea. I don't know, man. There were some posts about is it why, why do women have to be pure before marriage? And I said they don't. And it's also silly to say pure because it's like you're not Heisenberg, Heisenberg's latest batch of meth. You're a human. Or like, I don't know, there's a lot of good stuff that we were talking about. But at the same time, I have a lot of uh, empathy for people who um, believe in like waiting till marriage or believe in monogamy and stuff. And I think, I think sometimes people see my content and they... They think, oh, well, you're against monogamy. You're against marriage. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, hold on. I'm not against any... I'm not anti-marriage. I'm not anti-monogamy. That is not true. That is not true at all. I am pro-individual happiness. Pro-self-reflection. Introspection. Pro-discussion. Pro-questioning. You have to question your... Maybe... Upbringing... Or your, what you were led to believe in life, regardless of what that is. You know, that could literally, questioning what you were led to believe as a kid or growing up or from your major influences, questioning that is almost like a rite of passage. That's like how you become an adult and you start thinking for yourself. You have to question things. You know? A good friend of mine um, is a religious man. He's a Christian and he said to me, and I respect him a lot. And he said to me, um, when it comes to religion and faith and belief, like it's meant to be questioned because if you question, you know, cause he was, he was raised, uh, religiously and Christian and had that sort of upbringing and influences in his life. And he said, I questioned it. And when I questioned it, it made my faith stronger. And I really thought that was interesting. And he said, if you don't believe in something that's, that's strong enough to hold up to questioning, then you why are you believing in it? You know? And I think that was a really mature way of thinking about everything, really. You know, in this case, it was religion, but it, it can be that. You can apply that to a lot of things. So I thought that was great. I respected that a lot. And I respect him a lot. So, I don't know, I guess, 
I have maybe a little bit of concern that some people might see some of my content and take it for what it is, but I think someone I, <clears throat> excuse me, someone I admired, a content creator that I admired for a long time and still do, although I don't consume much of this person's content anymore, here and there I do, uh, but this person said that people will have an opinion based on a piece of content that they see, but you have to take it and weigh it for what it's worth. So let's say someone in my inner circle says something about me who really knows me well, their opinion of me might matter more. If someone just sees one little clip of me acting like an ass on stream or acting like an ass in a TikTok, they might think I'm a jerk or they might think I'm stupid or immature or whatever the case may be. And look, I might be those things sometimes. <laughs> but they might have a warped perspective of me. They might only have a piece of the puzzle. They might see a TikTok of, of me talking about, you know... Um, being respectful to women or something or, or, or one of those types of TikToks where I'm talking about dismantling the status quo of, you know, oh, of like looking down upon casual sex when a woman does it, but not when a man does it. Like I might be saying, I'm saying I'm talking about that. And, uh, you know, someone might get one opinion of me and then they might hear me talking about how I fucking love threesomes and hooking up. And they may, might be like, whoa, I thought this guy was like husband material. I thought, oh man, I thought he was, you know what I mean? So I don't know. Not to say that if you want threesomes and hookups, you're not husband. But I don't know. I'm just, you, you understand what I'm saying. Like glimpses into me will give you a glimpse of me, not the full picture. So it's very hard to encapsulate and fully know someone. And I think one thing that I'm always wary of taking this to a larger, you know, applying the same logic to a broader thing is speaking on something that I know little about. And I, I like to assume, I think there's people on different sides of many different uh, topics in life or who might have disagreeing opinions with one another on anything. Hey, I think we should get a red car for the family. No, we should get a blue car. All right. I think people, how am I trying to say this? I think people like to assume the worst about the other side sometimes. You know, this person who disagrees with me is stupid because they believe strongly about X, Y, and Z. But that person thinks you're stupid because you believe strongly about A, B, and C. And maybe you're both similarly intelligent people who just have different experiences that shape them and different influences that mold your opinions. Maybe you could have been the same exact person but turned out differently due to those things. What I'm getting at is approaching things from a place of empathy is important as well as eliminating the assumption that you're right and other people are less intelligent than you are or because they believe differently. And I think there's a lot of that out there. Hmm. Just another random thought I had. I'm here in New York still. It's a warm day. It's like 40s, I think. 40s Fahrenheit. Something in the 40s. 
which is nice, but I think we are getting snow uh, this weekend, which is going to suck major pee-pee. I'm not a fan of snow. I'm not a fan of the cold. What's on my mind right now, man, this is what's on my mind. I want to move to Florida. I want to have a nice little apartment. I want to decorate it really, really nicely, crisp, clean. I want to have everything set up nicely in my bathroom. I don't want to make TikToks, man. I want to make TikToks. I have some stuff in the works with uh, brands. I'm trying to I'm trying to make some deals with brands. That'll be good. We'll get some stuff going there. You guys will see some updates on that on my TikTok. Hopefully uh, in the coming weeks. And we're just living life, man. We're living life. I think 2021 is going to be the come up. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be that. It's going to be the comeback season, baby. You know, I think 2020 was a little hectic. It was like we're trying to start the engine. And maybe it's finally starting. And 2021 is we're driving that car. You know what I'm saying, dude? 2021 is we're getting on that ent- that that ramp to get onto the highway. You know? We're just revving. We're revving up, baby. Don't rev down. Rev up. That's what I'm saying. I haven't had a sip of water in 37 minutes, man. You know, I don't have a, a glass of water with me this time. I did last last week on the podcast. You might have even heard me take a sippy sip. You might have. I don't have any this time. That's unfortunate. But it is what it is. We're going to try to make this an hour-long podcast. Which I feel good about. I feel very good about that. I like making these podcasts long, man. You know, they allow me to get my thoughts out. Talk about things. I've been having dreams about, or not about one certain thing, but featuring my dad and my brothers, you know. That's been a recurring thing for me lately. What do you guys, I've been thinking about family. What do you guys think about family? Do you think, do you think you need to fly the coop? Fly the nest? What what do they call it? Flee the net? I don't know what they call it. Flock the coop? What the fuck is the saying? I don't know. Do you think you need to to be a peacock and fly? I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly, mom. You gotta let me flan flan out my feathers. So all the flea males will want to fluck me. In my bird anus. You know what I'm saying? Like, is this... Or do you feel an obligation to stay at home or to stay close to your hometown, to stay close to your parents if your parents are still with us? Hopefully they are. Or your family or your good friends. Do you feel tethered or do you feel free to walk about the cabin, move about the cabin perhaps? Is there turbulence? Is the seatbelt sign on? Are you being forcibly removed before takeoff? Is it a good time to invest in United Airlines? These are the questions you need to ask yourself. And I'm asking you, listener. I'm listening. I'm, I'm, I'm asking your, listen, your ear holes are open to my mouth hole. And I want you to soak them, soak in the things that I say through your ears. Let it go to your brain. Let it penetrate you into your brain. 
And I want you to think about that penetration and then regurgitate a response to my ear holes, actually my eyeballs, via written communication on social media. That's what I want you to do. And I want to, like, so for me, I'm, that was a fever dream, wasn't it? I'm moving to Florida. I'm making that fucking decision. I'm moving to Florida. I want to go to St. Petersburg. It might not be St. Petersburg. It might be somewhere else in Florida, but I think it's going to be St. Petersburg. I'm not entirely sure. Orlando is another option. Eh, I kind of want to be near the beach, right? I've never lived that close to the beach. I would like to. I'm going to be comfortable. I'm going to accept the fact that it's okay to spend an extra couple hundred dollars on rent a month because you're going to have a higher quality of life, a better living place. Maybe maybe a gym, maybe a, a parking spot that you, that you want. I don't know. Maybe You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do that. And I don't necessarily feel bad leaving my family here on Long Island. And I never really have. I've always known that I wanted to get out and be my own person and go somewhere new. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't feel bad about it. Sometimes I wish I could just up, you know, uproot my family and close friends and bring them with me. Sometimes I don't want that either. Sometimes I like being far away. One thing that's absolutely certain and, and, and abundantly clear to me is that in 2020, being on my own, being completely having cut ties with my ex, moving into a one-person apartment and being alone a lot. Yes, it had its negatives, but one thing that is abundantly clear is I was 100% authentically Chris Patron for the better portion of 2020. And I allowed people, strangers on the internet, to see that. And that I don't know how to explain like that to me felt really right you know that felt you know how things just feel right or feel, you know, maybe something like you can kind of feel friction or you feel hesitant about, you know, you get that feeling. Maybe we shouldn't go in there. I don't know. I don't think that feels right. Or let's not go in the forest or whatever. Like, but then on the opposite end of the spectrum, you can do things that feel right. And for me, oh man, the most right thing I've ever done was... TikToking <laughs> and just being who I am and putting it out there and, and, and letting people see it. Um, and that, you know, that changed my life. And it allowed me to be who I am. And now it's like, I can, I feel unfiltered. I feel, I feel untethered as we felt, as we were saying before, do you feel tethered? I feel untethered in a beautiful way in in a in a positive way an enabling way and an uplifting way and I think part of that was fear too 
And I never want to muzzle myself because of fear again. Because that's... You guys hear my stomach, like, (laughs) rumbling a little bit? Because I think muzzling yourself out of fear is... a horrible thing to do to yourself and for me it was one of those things that I didn't realize I was doing it and then when I finally started putting myself out there and being who I really truly was and saying what I really truly wanted it only then occurred to me And I'm really glad that it did occur to me. (sighs) Sorry, I just ate. I don't know. Do you think... Look, you can take that to an extreme. If you really want to. And many people do. Many people take that to the extreme of, hey, I love sex. I'm making an OnlyFans. I'm putting that out there. I'm doing this. And they just go completely raw, unfiltered. And and I don't know if that's 100% productive. I'm not saying making OnlyFans is better. Dude, I have an OnlyFans. But what I'm saying is um, I still want to think before I act and think before I speak. You know, like I don't I don't view this and I think it's it's I have to be careful not to view this as unhinging myself and free flowing all my thoughts out. Maybe that's meant to, to stay private, you know, the free flow of thoughts. And in, in a lot of ways, that's what this is. But you'll notice I stop and think. And I choose my words carefully because I know that. If I'm just talking to myself, I can say whatever the fuck I want, but if you're talking to other people, they're. It's a two-way conversation. It's not about me. It's about me and the people listening. So, I can't just give you guys a a stream of consciousness. I guess I could at some point. But I know that that's not what this podcast is necessarily. Like it, It largely is a stream of consciousness, but it's also a stream of consciousness with the caveat that I know people are listening... And I know that this is a two-way... There, there's people who are listening and formulating thoughts and responses to what I'm saying. It's more of a conversation, really. It's a conversation where one person does the speaking and the other person does the listening. And then afterwards, they, they can respond if they choose to. So because of that, this isn't completely a raw, unfiltered look at, at me, but it's pretty damn close. You know, I say a lot of things on here that I might say to some of my best friends in a conversation. And I, I really appreciate the opportunity that I have to be able to do this and the, and the attention that I have on this podcast. And this podcast doesn't have that much attention, but some of you guys are nice enough to listen. And I think that's really, really, really great. And I'm appreciative of it. So thank you for that. I also, you know, really appreciate those of you who come out to the streams. That really means a lot to me. The streams, man, the streams to me feel like the my lifeblood, like just of my life, you know, I look forward to going on to stream 
talking to you guys. And it's, it's for me, it's a really nice way to end a night. You know? Well, first of all, it keeps you out of trouble. <laughs> Dude, I'm not, I'm streaming. It's 11 o'clock on a Friday. I'm streaming. I'm not, I'm not going out, man. You know, it's also quarantine, so that's a whole thing, but. But I don't know, man. It, it, I think it's just such a humbling thing to realize. You know, it's pretty typical for our stream to have, I don't know, say 40 people, 35 people. Um, you know, if I post a video that has a lot of leverage, maybe it's going up to 70. And to think that there are 40 people who care enough to sit. You guys hear my stomach? Damn. To sit on a stream with me and watch me and interact with me, talk with me, and to care about my life and what's going on in my life. It's uh it's a really special thing, you know. So thank you guys for that. And that's you know, that's not lost on me, the fact that you guys can be somewhere else and you decide to spend time with me. So I appreciate that a lot. And the key to all of it is actually making TikToks. I have to make TikToks to get people to come to the streams, to get people to follow and all that stuff. And that's not stopping anytime soon. I, you know, to be honest, early on, when I started getting viewership and I, and I had a couple of videos pop, I was like, oh, man, this is it, man. I want to do this, but how do I maintain this? Did I just get lucky? Do I really have something that people might want to might listen to and, 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 and watch? Or is this a one-off thing and... I feel good. I feel good about the fact that a lot of people want to tune in. And people have found comfort in our community. People have found friendship. Which is fucking, like, amazing. So all these things feel good to me. You know? You guys support me. Which is really, really special. Financially. I mean, that's... If you told me I'd be in this position... Last year, I would have... <laughs> I would have been shocked. You know? And actually, not long after January last year, I want to say maybe March of last year, April of last year, is when my brother and I were talking about TikTok, saying, hey, there's something here. We should try to get big on TikTok. Ryan said to me on the phone, he's like, hey, let's just get TikTok famous. Last March, he said that. And I was like, okay. Let's do it. And look, 200,000 followers. Some people have said to me, oh, how does it feel to be TikTok famous? I don't feel like I'm TikTok famous necessarily. I don't even like using that word, famous. But I am deeply grateful for the attention that I've received on TikTok. And just really, really appreciative of it. So... So much so that I sit on my fucking phone all day trying to respond to DMs. Last night I tried, I spent several hours just DMing people back and trying to respond to people and respond to comments. And I'm going to do the same thing today, probably. I don't have much time today, but I'm going to try. And, uh, you know, this is all stuff that's important to me. So. 
that's that. That's the TikTok stuff, man. Feels good. Feels good to be here. I'm gonna keep making TikToks. I'm gonna try to post two a day. We'll see if I could keep that up. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best. Um, sometimes I overthink my TikToks too. Sometimes I'll make a few. Like I have drafts sitting there that in in my drafts that could have been posted, but that weren't posted. Just because I kind of overthink it sometimes. So I think that's normal. But it's not necessarily a good thing. I, I wish I didn't do it. I really hope this audio quality comes out well. Like I said, it's the it's the new mic, the travel mic. First time using it, you know, um, in in this sort of capacity, like in a long form capacity. And I think I'll use it tonight on stream. Excuse me, I can't, I can't English right now. I think I'll use it tonight on stream as well. One thing, okay, so one thing that's super weird, and I don't notice it, and I have to, like, correct, is that my voice will get high, and I'll get, like, nasally, and, like, up in the, like, higher, like, the head voice as the podcast goes on, and I'll be talking, and it'll, be, it'll sound like this, and I'm just, like, really, like, like, up here, and in everything I say, and then I have to, <clears throat> like, correct for it, and come back down here, and it sounds a little more rich and bassy, which I think is nice, but I, I, I don't know, whatever. Damn, this really is a stream of consciousness sometimes. I'll be honest with you guys, I don't think I have much more to say. And I don't want to drag this podcast out to be an hour just for the sake of it being an hour. I don't think that would be that would be uh, conducive to a good listening experience. So I think we'll wrap it up. Um, I'm trying to rack my brain to see if there's any last minute things I want to say or put out there. Um, be good to one another, man. Just be kind to people. Share some laughs, share some love. And uh, subscribe to my OnlyFans. That's about all I have to say. I love you guys. I love you guys very much. Thanks for be, being here and listening to me talk. Uh, I'm going to be live tonight. Uh, I'll be live Monday through Friday this week. It's a full week of streaming. 8 p.m. Eastern is when we're going to go live each of those nights. Tonight is Monday. Monday we're going to do a spin the wheel night. Um, I'll see. Maybe I'll think. I'll hatch up some some fun stuff we can do on spin the wheel. But we're going to do a spin the wheel night. And that should be fun. I'm going to try to post two TikToks today. Wish me luck on that. And ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be it's going to be it. That'll do it for this podcast. This has been Chris Patron, episode 21. Chris Patron Weekly, episode 21. And I hope you guys have a fantastic, fantastic week. I'll catch you again Monday of next week. Thanks, guys. Peace. <laughs>